as an intro to episode number 68, I just want to say how awesome it was to talk to Andy Kojin today, former coach at Essexville Garber, and really just learn a lot about positivity and him overcoming some some tough times with his his sons, his family, all the great things. If you guys are interested in listening to this podcast, getting some Team Emmett bracelets, you can reach out to myself. You can reach out to Ben. He'll have some in Ann Arbor. You can reach out to Andy. You can reach out to me to then be able to reach out to Andy. All of these things are great, but um, really we want to just reinforce spreading positivity, spreading a good message, and just being able to enjoy all the things you have going on and, and find the the bright spot and way, what may seem like a very odd year right now of 2020-2021. So um, we thank you guys for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. I got to walk away with a huge smile on my face. So here we go. Welcome back to another week of the Scramble Legs podcast. Uh, exciting to have a new guest on today. We do not have Ben this week, but... Fortunately, I think it's going to be a good podcast. It's going to be powerful, be able to to make you think a little bit deeper. And, you know, really, it's a little different than what Ben and I have been doing in the past. We've kind of been sucked into school, talking about whatever video games, movies might be going on and just having some some funny conversations with some different runners and athletes. But today we're going to have a coach on. It is Andy Kojin, formerly from Essexville Garber. And what years were you there, Andy? Um, I was there in the early teens um, till about 2018 as an assistant coach and then uh, finally took over head coach for five years. So had quite a stint there from junior high up into high school and, and finished out when I finally had my, my twins. And then the third child was the, the end of the coaching career there for a while. Yeah. I mean, family, family always comes first. I think that that's true for, for Ben and I and for a lot of people. And um, it's good to hear, but before you know, we kind of get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, we ask everyone, what's your favorite pizza topping? It's essential that we know. Um, and it can be, you know, a pizza topping that really ties together your favorite combination or maybe just one that you go to to get by itself. And there are no wrong answers. We've heard some crazy stuff. So you, you'll be right in the mix. I, I, I love my pizza. I'll tell you what, though. I'm a I'm a cheese bread guy. I could pass on the marinara and just do a straight cheese bread from a good uh, order out place just about any day of the week. But if I had to pick one pizza topping, um, I'd probably just go with some veggies. I'm like a green pepper and onion guy. If I if I had to choose, I can pass on the meat. All right. Well, that's, that's good. Where's your go-to place where you usually try to order from? If you could order from somewhere, where would you order it from? Um, I'm a pizza hut guy. When we got one around, love a pizza hut. There you go. Yeah, ben and I are very loyal to little Caesars. And I know Ben is, he's grown a, a strong affinity for, for Domino's being in Ann Arbor right now. But um, so kind of interesting backstory. You met our parents and you know I don't know I heard from my mom what the what the conversation was but Ben and I's family we go to a sort of like timeshare condominium area in near Orlando a lot of years and you know Ben and I've probably been there four times in our life at least uh just a lot of great pools cool to be able to do that and you know just one day you uh, happen to be sitting next to our parents Gary and Diane and I, I don't know exactly. I someone was wearing a Michigan shirt or, or something like that. There was somehow 
you guys each figured out that you're from from Michigan. And I, so I don't I'll just kind of leave it to you as what you know what that interaction was that now brought us to to here. Basically, we'll we'll kind of continue into that. But just that first interaction, I, I kind of want to hear about it. Yeah, very, very, uh, very small world. I mean, you always run into Michiganders when you travel during spring break like that. Everybody is also on spring break. And, you know, it's common to run into a few people from Michigan. But um, your dad actually kind of was asking about my children, playing with the boys a little bit on the side of the pool, showing an interest. Uh, you know, he, he, full grandpa mode, even though he doesn't have grandchildren yet. But um you know, really showed an interest, got talking to him. Um, we started discussing, you know, where we were from, what part of the state of Michigan, once we realized we were both from the state of Michigan. And, um, you know, they, they brought up Owasso and Corona and, and mentioned, you know, uh, that they had kids that did sports. And to me, Corona was always a powerhouse. Uh, being an Essexville Garber guy, you guys absolutely dominated the region and, and the state during the time that I was coaching. So, Right away, uh, cross-country track mode kicked in, and I said, oh, I know some great runners from that area. And, you know, they both kind of turned and smiled at each other as proud parents and said, oh, wonder if you're talking about the Jacobs boys because we're their parents. <laughs> so, you know, your, your, your name, your brother's name have come out of, of my mouth several times when speaking with my athletes and just uh, a very small world. You know, I probably couldn't name a whole lot of your teammates throughout the years, but definitely knew of you and your brother and a quick conversation struck up about the sport and just the history of, you know, of them being parents to you guys during that era and me coaching during that time. And, uh, just a really quick connection, you know, so very small world being that far from home, but running into a couple people that, you know, have the same passions as I did. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that is cool. And, you know, a very small world and I could, I could kind of hear the, the proud look. I could see it as my mom was telling me through the phone conversation that, you know, I think your guys' stories both lined up pretty well, pretty similarly. So that checks out. I'm glad my mom wasn't embellishing anything when she called me uh, later in the week or before they came back. But um, if I am correct, you guys have a lot of bracelets for your son, Emmett, correct? Emmett is your youngest son, and you guys have some bracelets raising awareness for muscular dystrophy. Is that all right? And I'll kind of just push it over to you. You're going to be more of the expert than that. but um, yeah, you know, the small world interaction to now, this is, this is kind of what it is. And you can, you can tell a little story and help raise awareness. And um, we can talk a little running too, if that's what it comes into. But yeah, tell us about, um, about the bracelets and raising awareness for, for Emmett, your, your youngest son. Yeah, so we, um, we found out during a very crazy time in the world. Um, the date will stick out to me, March 13th of last year, um, several public schools. Um, I'm, I'm a charter school teacher, teach middle school math. So uh, March 13th is a day that'll stick out of, of 2020 in my life forever. We, um, we actually buried a student, a fifth grade student at the building that I work at. So um, as a father of young children, that's somebody that'll hit home. Um, she wasn't yet one of my students, but I had siblings of hers that I teach and um, that'll really shake you. Um, so we, we had a very rough March 13th, Friday the 13th, um, had a very shook day. Uh, we, we buried that student. I got in the car, came home, you know, as a grown man in tears, driving home, talking to my wife on the phone. And we were ready to take our child to, uh, some physical therapy, my youngest Emmett, which was, um, about one at the time. 
just about to turn one. Um, and we got a phone call on the way uh, driving from Auburn where we live to Bay City. And we found out that my son was diagnosed through genetic testing with uh, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy, which is about one of the most aggressive uh, forms of muscular dystrophy that you can be diagnosed with. So, you know, several wheels turning. Um, we have twins that are older than him. You know, is this going to, is this something that runs in the family? Do we have to get them tested? Like, what does this mean? And just several, several questions run through our minds. Um, both of us obviously in tears and uh, bottom line, uh, we have a child with Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. He is going to hit a point in his life where he doesn't produce um, the proteins to build muscle that a normal child would, uh, which means, you know, at one point he'll start to deteriorate instead of getting stronger and bigger um, like a young child would. Um, so of course we looked into the history of it and you can drive yourself crazy looking at 20, 30 years ago and where, where people were at with it at that time. And, you know, it was a death sentence 30 years ago, even 20 years ago, and a child would be in a wheelchair, you know, by the time they're a young teenager and possibly dead by the time they're 20. And, you know, you start to really hit a, a low point thinking like, is this really, you know, what, what was given to my child? Did God really give this to us? And, you know, it was really a lot of negative thoughts to start out. And, you know, what followed in 2020 after that was we, we then don't go back to school after March 13th. So I don't have my teammates at school. I don't have family because of quarantining and everything going on during COVID. We, it's just an odd year, you know, so it all hit us um, at a time where you really don't have the things you would fall back on in life um, that you normally have uh, due to COVID and, and all the restrictions. Um, I mean, it, it took a long time. 2020 was a rough year. Um, it was hard on me as a coach and somebody that, you know, I, all the thoughts that run through my mind, man, I'll jump on a track at 30 something years old and race any guy I got and run a workout with them. And if anybody challenges me, I could handle anything that life gives me. I've always been one of those guys, you dare me to do something or challenge me to do something. I'll jump right in and do it. I don't care what kind of shape I'm in, what age I am. Um, but but this one wasn't on me. This was my child and this was something out of my hands. And uh, that can shake even the strongest of people, I think, and really, you know, get you thinking about your own life and took a long time. I say a good turning point um, was me stepping on a scale around Christmas time and being the heaviest I've ever been and looking back at my Apple watch and realizing, hey, man, you, you, you're fat, you're out of shape. <laughs> You've been working from home eating dino nuggets with your children when you throw them in the air fryer in between Zoom meetings and uh, and you're not getting out there doing what you used to do and relying on the things that really made you the person you are and kept you strong mentally and physically. And, uh, you know, my wife and I made the decision at that point, let's really, you know, step back from his health and all that. That's obviously still the priority, but let's get our own minds right. Let's get our bodies right. Let's get our minds right get our family back on a path that we really want to be on. And that's when, um, you know, she, she looked at Facebook. I'm not a social media. I'm not a Facebook guy. I never have been. I used Twitter to reach out to my athletes at the time that I coached because that was the best way to reach my athletes. Um, I wasn't going to post our story in a manner of feel bad for us because our son was diagnosed with this and, and we need this from you. And we need that from you. It wasn't that at all. Um, what I really turned to was, you know, I want to reach out in a positive way. I want people to look at our story and the path we've had, and I want them to realize no matter what's given to you, whatever challenges, um, you know, 
if you remain positive and you look at things in a positive way throughout the struggles, uh, no matter how low things can get, you know, you can overcome it. You have people around you that, that have struggles every day, just like you do. And, you know, if you remain positive about it and, and, and take that approach on life every day, instead of looking at the negatives and focusing on what could be in a negative way, um, you know, then I think it really changes the outcome and it changes you look the way you look at things on a daily basis. Um, I have a child that's now two years old. He wakes up smiling every single day. You would never know he has this disease. And I've looked at my wife several days and I refuse to believe that my child will ever be in a wheelchair. I refuse to believe that, you know, he can't outlive me. Um, you know, and if I'm naive for that and, and God deals us something differently, you know, at, at least I've looked at him and seen his smile every day. And I have those memories of my child instead of thinking about a negative outcome and, and you know, what could be. So that's kind of the approach we've taken. Uh, the bracelet thing started. Um, man, we, I, I said, I'm going to throw out some swag, man. I remember how powerful the whole Livestrong thing with uh, Lance Armstrong was back in the day when I was in high school. I said, I want to spread, spread a positive message. So uh, we, we came up with the, the lime green team Emmett bracelets. Um, so they have the awareness ribbon, just like breast cancer, any other awareness. And on one side, they say love, hope, and belief. Because, um, I mean, I love my child. I love all my family. We hope for the best in him and what can be with science and his uh, future. And we believe that, you know, he's going to live a normal life. Um, and then on the other side, they say Team Emmett. So, you know, I getting back into running, there's been several days. Um, I jump on a treadmill and I get right back to the grind and it hurts. And, you know, being a college athlete back in the day and running on my own, um, I'm pretty strong mentally, but it still hurts. I'm fat and out of shape. I'm an old man. So. I just looked down at that bracelet and um, I, I feel invincible at times. And I've used that as a strong motivation with my former runners, speaking to them, really trying to motivate them to remain positive and have an impact on people's lives. And that's kind of the approach we've taken. And a lot of my former runners have been there to support me through all this. Um, they've really been my rock. And uh, it's really, you know, led me to get back in contact with a lot of my former runners, my former athletes. And man, they're good support. Runners are good people. Um, and I know that like the main drive of your podcasts are, you know, running and taking your past with all that, man, they're good people to be around. They're a good group of people that have support you. Um, they're some of the strongest people you can put yourself around in life. Um, and that's, what's really gotten me through, um, especially the last couple months. And I'm sorry for rambling there. That was probably a way, way longer backdraft. And, and story than what you needed but um that's kind of it in a gist no i i think that hit everything great and you know positivity is such an important thing and almost one of the reasons why i i really do enjoy doing this podcast and you know um if like you know you you know ben and i from from running in corona jerseys and i truly like i was very blessed i you met my parents i have awesome parents i have awesome supporters um I got to college and my body started to change and it wasn't as durable anymore. And, you know, it's really easy to get negative. It's really easy to just want to be out there with the guys every day. You're, you're away from home, you're whatever is going on. School gets a lot more difficult, but, you know, being able to be positive is really, if you're just negative about things, it's not going to help you get over anything. And then um, Ben recently, and he's talked about this uh, multiple times, but has, 
he Michigan had budget cuts and he actually um, was cut from the track team. So he's had to deal with that. And his, I know um, just from what we've talked about, his 2020 was, was tough and it's not even to the same level. It's kind of one of those things of, of thinking about, you know, Emmett and, and you guys having to, to come together and realize that and then being able to, to turn this into a positive message and, you know, love, hope, and believe all these great things. Um, you know, when you talked about getting some swag out, all I could think of was my sophomore year, Ben's senior year of high school. So this would have been spring of 20, spring of 2019. Um, our mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and like a bunch of people from the cross country team back in Corona and people that used to race against uh, our high school team all the time started wearing pink laces just in, in kind of a, you know, the same just support and, you know, made you feel good. And I know, I know Ben loved it. He, it was a little something extra special, like putting on the, the laces every, every single time that he was going to spike up and race. And it is powerful, you know, what, what positivity and having, having people around you that are going to support you um, can really do. And, you know, I've, I think that's part of like what we try to do on this podcast is, you know, I am not a, I'm not going to be an Olympian. I am no longer, you know, running at the the top of the food chain and, and where I am, I was, I'm super fortunate to be able to come to Wisconsin. I've had some great experiences and that's, you know, being able to look at it now at the end is, it's cool to see how much growth I've done through, through injury as a person and, you know, getting closer to my, my faith, getting closer to other people on the team and, you know, kind of developing some different relationships and just, you know, learning how to do even, even simple things and like, all right, I'm going to put more effort into trying to cook and trying to, you know, act more like an adult and just do different things like that. So um, there are so many great things that sometimes it's really hard to not live in the moment of, you know, when it feels really tough and it feels at its darkest, but, you know, if you can just find a way to, to kind of meditate on that and, and turn it into something good, I mean, it's super positive. And right. I, since my parents have told me kind of your guys' story a little bit, and I talked to you a little bit about it, it's, it's one of those things, you know, when you, when you're cramping up, when you run or something and yeah, you think about, well, just like how, how powerful like that message of positivity is like, yeah, you can feel invincible at times if you've got those right people around you and that some of that, just that, that really good juju, just a lot of, a lot of love flowing around and the running community really is a great community of that. It, it doesn't really feel like you ever have any enemies. You know, you, you say good job to the guy that, that you beat or the guy that beat you and, you know, you respect the, the effort and the grind that everyone goes through. It's difficult for everybody. So it is, is a great community for it. And um, I, I know Ben and I are going to need to try and find a way to, to get some bracelets for ourselves because I, I'd love to, you know, put it right next to my watch. So every time I'm thinking about how much farther I got left, I can see a team, team Emmett little symbol or love, hope, and belief or believe those are, those are powerful words and they can really get you through a lot of tough stuff. So, you know, coming out on this, this other side, a little bit stronger, a little bit more powerful and kind of, probably closer than you were before, I would assume, um, is really cool to hear. So I don't know if you have, you have anything you want to add in on that. Um, I, I did my own ramble myself there, so I'll, I'll throw it back at you, Andy. <laughs> no, it's, um, I mean, for us, it's, I would love to get the swag out there. Um, he already has a team, 
so big and so strong. I mean, when we, the guys, like I said, I turned on were my former athletes and what a solid group of guys. And, you know, they're some of them so knowledgeable and educational that they look into the, you know, the, the advancements in it and they're doing the science, uh, research on it for me. And I mean, to that point, I mean, they care so much. Um, the relationships I've built with some of my athletes, they're like my own children and man, the bonds that have, have been tightened up and built even since all this with some of those guys, what a great group to rely back on. And I mean, it just speaks tons about the running community and how strong they are mentally. Um, you know, we're on a run today and mom's not feeling the best. I'm pushing a double stroller with the twins in it. And she's pushing, pushing the baby behind me and our, our new, uh, chant for the, for our runs is team green because uh the, the colors for muscular dystrophy awareness are lime green so that's our new chant when we're running you know we say team green and you know I, my hopes are that my child you know will be able to run races with me or do whatever sports that he chooses to do when he grows up but um you know in the back of your head the reality is you know if if things don't change he might never be able to run a race so um every time i hurt man i i run for him you know i the thought of him maybe not being able to do the things I did in life, just, uh, man, it motivates me. It doesn't hurt me. It motivates me, um, to want to make myself hurt more, I guess, and just fight through it. Um, I mean, you get it. When I talked to your parents, you were raised by wonderful people. Um, remind me a ton of my parents and, uh, the world just needs more good people in it like that right now. Um, with everything that happened in 2020 and if we can spread a positive message like that, um, I truly believe that if we surround our, ourselves with people like that, that have those kind of mottos in life and that kind of positive attitude that they carry every day, I think that that's the way to really solve a lot of the issues that, that we're seeing in our world right now. So um, I have students in my building. Um, I, I kind of gave them the history of the, the bracelets and I teach in an inner city Saginaw. Um, you know, I, I told them our story. I told them about our struggles and um, almost broke down and cried in front of middle schoolers when, when, I, when I put the bracelets out. Um, and I told them, you know, if, if you win a game today, if we have prizes today, whatever, you can choose one of those bracelets. You can choose a piece of candy as your reward, whatever. And um, I don't think I've had a, a child choose a piece of candy ever since I put that option out there. Um, they want to be a part of Team Emmett. They want to wear it. They want to be proud. To be, they want to be a part of something positive like that. So more so, you know, than his disease and the awareness, obviously we want to raise awareness of muscular dis dystrophy. It, it struck us out of nowhere. Um, you know, my wife and I are healthy people. We've run our whole lives, um, very athletic people, but just more so sending the message of, you know, no matter what, no matter what you go through in life, um, just having that memory of our story and looking down at that bracelet and finding that positive message to get you through whatever you're going through in life. And that's kind of the, the approach I took with my students at school. And um, that's kind of the message we want to send. No matter what life deals you, um, you know, if you can remain positive and see, see the positive things and things the way we have about our child, um, and it doesn't happen right away. You know, it can take a while. It can take a whole college career of running, whatever, to realize the positivity and what you learn. Um, but you know, you have that reminder constantly on your wrist every day and it, it's, um, it's done absolutely the world for me getting back into running and, and just kind of putting our lives back on path as a family and trying to be the solid, uh, stone and all that as a father of three young children. Um, you know, every day I looked out that bracelet and it gives me motivation to get through whatever, you know, God gives us on a daily basis. So if we can spread that message, that's really the ultimate goal.
Uh, we're really long-term looking to host a 5K race um, eventually with coaches, runners, all the contacts we've had. Um, I'll definitely reach out to you when you have details on that. But um, major goal is to uh, really spread word and spread some swag. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll be dishing out you know, a bracelet with anybody that, that signs up for that race. Um, it's been a tough year to do it with COVID and all the 5K races that have been canceled in the last year. But the ultimate goal is to host a 5K somewhere in central Michigan area. And I really want to, you know, throw the idea out there and rely on a lot of coaches that I've passed along the, the years and see how big we can make it and just raise awareness and, and put that money back into obviously research for muscular dystrophy and just awareness of it. Um, but we want it to be a positive approach. We want our story and our history of, you know, where we've come in life and what God has dealt us to, to just be a positive note in people's life more than anything. Yeah. I mean, for the 5k perspective, yeah, I want to be a part of it, whatever it is, you know, you need someone to, to announce who's going to get trophies. You need someone to run it. You need somebody to do what, like I'm, I'm there, I'm there for it. You know, my, I'm sure my family now that, you know, running is kind of wrapping up unless you met Isaac as well, unless he gets into running, we don't know, but, um, they, I'm sure they'd love to be, you know, a part of a 5k and my dad loves to take pictures and kind of be around it. And it's a little different now than it was five or six years ago or whatever, when Ben and I are both competing in different events on the track, but yeah, we want to be a part of that, whatever we can do to help. Absolutely. And, uh, for the bracelets, you know, we'll, we'll touch base on that a little bit, but I want to, I want to try and get them to Madison. I want to get them to some of my teammates, get them to some people. There's some great people over here. Uh, it's a great running community. Uh, hopefully Ben can get some to some of his, his boys in Ann Arbor and really, you know, just, just bring that positive message everywhere is that's, that's the best thing we can do. And, you know, just continue to, to be uplifting people in this world is something I think, you know, we need good people. We need people that can help get the best out of others, help, you know, push other people to be better people and in the right way it is. And, you know, we're coming out of a tough time. Vaccines are coming around now and stuff's going to hopefully slowly get back to normal. So we'll, we'll see how everything works and when it works best and what we can do, but, um, just, just being positive and helping people is right. That's the number one thing. Uh, our, our cross country coach, coach Hyde, I'm sure you've, you've said hello to him before, but it's always stuck out to me. He's, he always told his kids and he tell us, you know, if you have an opportunity to help somebody help them. And that's always something that I've loved that he shared with us. And I'm sure, you know, the relationship you have with, with your athletes is powerful as well, but, um, high school coaches do an awesome job. Ben and I have talked about this and the, the relationships and the growth we were able to make and help we've got from Coach High, Coach Belga, Coach Robinson, um, and like, you know, all the way back through even the, the youngest of sports, you know, memories, uh, they just last forever. This, the, the weirdest things will stick out. The weirdest line that might not matter to somebody else might really matter to one specific person. So just just being positive and uplifting is, is awesome. And, and, you know, I'm really glad that I got to hear this, this story from you. It is really, it's really motivating. It really, you know, makes you, makes you conscious, makes you want to think about just, just finding perspective, finding pos positivity and just helping people as best you can. And um, whatever, whatever the cards are dealt, you can, you can play them and you can still have a smile on your face, whatever you're playing. It, it is really beautiful if you know you can just find people that are going to help you and you know when things are 
when things are difficult, like you're, you're not alone. You've, you've got other people around you. You've got a lot of other people to help you. And um, it is, you know, if it can just be a, a constant cycle of people helping other people in the world, I think this world's going to continue to grow to be a better place and a better place. And if I can be a part of that, I want to be a part of that. If, you know, you're a part of that, if, if we can, the more people we can get to be a part of helping somebody else out, whatever it is, you know, a high five might go a long way. You really never do know. It is crazy how that works, but um, yeah, I mean, thank you for sharing that story. I don't know if you have any questions for, for me or anything else that you feel like you should add in, but this is, this has been a cool, you know, it's a lot different than talking to Ben about Mario super sluggers or whatever we did two weeks ago and talking to other different runner guys. Like this is, this is cool. And we don't get to have conversations like this enough sometimes. Well, and I appreciate it a ton. Um, it's a very real, very real thing, but man, runners, Runners have a mentality. They have a strength that I feel like no other people in the world have. And uh, when we, you know, work together as a community and, and pull other people into it that maybe aren't runners and share stories like this, um, you know, there's, I've had very real conversations with a few of my athletes recently. And there's times they feel like, you know, you know, you know, I'll make you proud coach. I'll do something else other than running. And man, they've, there's not a thing that any athlete I've coached has to do differently to make me proud. They always make me so proud on a daily basis, but you know, it's not winning a race or, or accomplishment on a track. And I've tried to explain that to them, you know, you're powerful people. Um, a lot of the ones I'm still in contact with, I'm in contact with them because their personalities are the type of people where, you know, I surround myself with that positivity and they're the type of people that I know are going to have impacts on other people's life. And, it might not be how powerful of a race or a throw or a jump that they've had. Um, you know, their futures might look a little different. You just talked about your struggles in college and, um, you know, you're taking a different approach right now and you're doing something that could eventually have, you know, an enormous impact on several people, um, in the social media and things like that. So, you know, I, I preach that to my athletes on a daily basis that I still talk to and whatever you can do in life to, um, you know, have an impact in a positive way on people still, you know, carry that, that same positive attitude and that same passion that you had for me on the track and find a way to motivate yourself to, um, you know, find something you enjoy in life and spread that with other people. And if we can do that, we're going to be in a really, really good place in our world really soon here. Um, and I truly believe that. So, uh, you're a great person, man. You had great parents, so I appreciate it. And you want to come run that 5k, uh, if we end up hosting one, the goal is to have Emmett win. So if he's in a wheelchair and we're pushing him, man, I'm going to need somebody really fast so we make sure he wins that race. So whatever kind of shape you're in, I don't think anybody in the mid-Michigan area is going to beat you. So uh, if you want to either help join in and push that stroller for part of it or the whole thing, we'll definitely have you jump in and run a 5K. Yeah, any any way I can help. Like I said, you know, that's that's me. That's, that's my brother. That's, you know, our parents kind of helped us out with that. Our coaches, just a lot of people we've been around. So um, we're very fortunate in that and we we'll, we'll be there, whatever it is, I'll, I'll find a way to, to make it over. And, uh, I mean, next year I'll be working for my dad. So I think I'll have a little easier slip if I need to go run a 5k somewhere to help a great cause. And I bet he would, he'd be willing to take a half day for that as well. But, um, Andy, thank you for your time. It was awesome to hear your story. I hope, you know, this, this helps somebody out there that just one person, if one person can get help from this, then this was an awesome podcast. And you never know how many people can maybe really think about it and just find some positivity. So thank you for your time today. I hope you have a good rest of your week, weekend, everything that is that goes to everybody that's out there listening. And we will hear, you guys will hear us next week.
Working on them guitars just right Everybody singing Dixie Landing Light Like a barber on a wet line We just trying to catch a good time 80 degrees and the sun ain't even now We got a spot a couple miles out of town And when that moon comes up you know it's going down Got them folding chairs leaning way back No other plans other than to relax We ain't worried about tomorrow from where we at We just trying to catch a good time Even if it takes all night Pass that bottle around the campfire Sipping apple pie moonshine Yeah, we picking on them guitars just right Barber on a wet line We just tryna catch a good time 